right. Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast, sponsored, as always, by Running Aces Casino, Racetrack and Hotel, and website AMP and the great Mark Prashan. Uh, in this chats edition of the podcast, we're going to speak to the one and only Matt Savage. Uh, 300 plus episodes. We're finally excited. We got Matt on the show. Uh, he's the executive tournament director for the World Poker Tour, among other things. Uh, and so we'll get to know him a little bit. But let's first introduce the panel. Uh, my name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in our Poker Stars home game. And I've got a quote from David Daniel. He said, poker is a fascinating, wonderful, intricate adventure on the high seas of human nature. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and I'm Jim Reed, Blusterini in the home game. And you can find out about me and the rest of the wrecking crew here by going to wreck.poker slash crew. And I'm just here to say that uh, getting your chips in the middle is never absolutely the wrong thing to do. Okay, Blusterini. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm John Sonsky, known as Poker Geek MN Everywhere. And I went with the non-poker quote today from Jeremy Goldberg. Courage is knowing it might hurt and doing it in any way. Stupidity is the same. And that's why life is hard. <laughs> I love it, Sean. All right. So after the conversation, uh, we're going to wrap up with the community happenings, what's going on in Rec Poker. Uh, just to tease a couple of things, we're going to have this September 25th Club WPT event, rec.poker slash WPT. We're going to be taking a road trip to Wisconsin for those of you who are in Minnesota. So we'll have details on that. Super excited. Uh, we'll also talk about the winners of the online home games. We'll talk about the new Rec Poker staking package. All kinds of stuff. A reminder, if you are a premium member, you're in the chat. Set your settings to anyone uh, so that you can uh, type your question, type your comments, and we'll get it uh, on air as well. So with that, uh, let's bring him in. Uh, Matt Savage, welcome to the Rec Poker Podcast. Hey, great to be here, guys. Yeah, I've finally. Really, I've been reading a bit, a little bit about you guys here and there. I really haven't seen as much as I thought I might see, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Chad uh, posts a lot of stuff about you guys. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I Chad McBean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, he is fantastic. Yeah, we, we consider ourselves the best kept secret in the poker industry. And part of that is part of that honestly is intentional because we are very, we're a very positive, encouraging, vibrant poker learning community. And so we're not for everybody, honestly. Uh, you know, if you're if you're one of these folks that you, you like to play recreational, you love the game, and you want to hang out with good, positive people, like we're your people. But as you maybe know, a lot of poker players don't necessarily want to be in a positive, encouraging, <laughs> vibrant community. <laughs> That's true. And I, I see a lot of that when I'm on Club WPT. It's like it's more of a community than just basically anything that, uh, you know, is out there that you might see with the other podcasts that are out there. Yeah, sure. and I think that's why we vibe really well with you guys. We've spoken to some of your folks at the WPT there, and we think, man, this seems like a good a good partnership because I think we have the same thing in mind. Where let's let's make poker fun, competitive, play for some play for some cool prizes and cash. But at the end of the day, it's just a fun thing to do. Right, and that's my big goal is always trying to make poker fun. And uh, we we found a way. We have a I Twitch stream every week for Club WPT on Sundays. Yeah. If somebody comes in there and starts trolling the chat instantly every there's five or six people on top of them right away <laughs> and get out of here we don't need you so if that's what you guys are doing i'm all for it we do the same thing we have an online home game we play at least one tournament a night for whoever wants to join it's just for free it's just for fun while well, we play for these pins these guys are showing off their fancy pins that they've won but we're the same thing we have a zero tolerance policy like if you say anything negative it's just you're suspended for six months like that's just kind of how it is because that's just hey we're playing for fun like if, if you want to berate somebody for their play you know if you want to challenge it and kind of ask questions and figure out hey what did you do there why were you thinking that that's perfect right. but any sort of berating anything that we consider anti-community you're just gone it's not 
not it's not complicated. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it. Well, there's a few things I was thinking about. What do we talk to Matt Savage about? Like, there's so many things we could talk to you about. I was thinking, what does the Rec Poker Nation need to know about? I mean, there's so much good stuff out there already about your background. Like, we could spend hours talking about your background, but I know you just were interviewed by Robbie Straczynski on Cards Chat. And so I want to encourage people, you want to know Matt's background a little bit, you know, how he went from, you know, chip runner to dealing tournament director and all the history of the WPT. It's already been said, already been done. Let's not waste Matt's time. Go listen to that episode of the Cards Chat with Robbie. But I've got a few things I want to talk about. One, uh, because our audience is recreational players primarily, you know, it's people that are playing home games, bar leagues, uh, lower stakes at the casinos, all the way up to bigger stuff as well. But one thing I want to talk to you about is the, the TDA. So, you know, you were one of the co-founders of the TDA, this whole idea of this. It's a tournament directors association. And maybe just clarify a little bit for some people out there. It's, it's you know, it's rules and regulations. And the idea is to try to make things more consistent yes. across tournaments. But I think there's always this lingering question of where does the TDA fit in? Where do the house rules fit in? Like, maybe just share a little bit about what's it supposed to be like and, you know, how does that work? <laughs> the idea was, you know, when I was playing tournaments back in the early 2000s that in late 1990s, uh, rules were different everywhere I went. So I really thought that we needed some kind of standardized rules. We always had Robert's rules of poker mm-hmm. for the live games, but there was never really anything for tournament poker. And so the idea was to come in and try and get all the tournament directors and the card room managers and the players media and everybody on board with doing the same thing. And the way it kind of came about is I went into the World Series Poker for the first time ever uh, myself in 2001 and uh, went to the tournament director and say, hey, can we put this together? And they basically said, you know what? It's been tried before. It's never going to work. Well, I was a little more persistent. And luckily, I knew uh, um, Linda Johnson and Jan Fisher uh, mm-hmm. We had a World Poker Industry Conference, which a lot of people don't even know about in the early 2000s. And so they said, hey, Matt, that's a, we, we like this idea. So why don't we put it on the back end of what we're doing with the World Poker Industry Conference? And out of that, you know, it was just 25 tournament directors from around the country. Uh, and since then, it's just grown into this big thing where we have players and uh, tournament directors, card managers from around the world to come in uh, every couple of years. We're not going to do it this year because of, of the situation that's going on. But uh, it's the, the, the thing is that we care more about consistency than anything else. There's been some rules and things that have come up over the years that not everybody's in agreement with. But if we can push that final 10% or 20% over the line to do the same thing, we feel like it's better for the players. Uh, when they go from from house to house mm-hmm. and, and property to property to know the rules and, and to have the same rules everywhere they go. And so that was kind of the goal of the TDA. And I think we've achieved that. Uh, we are used in pretty much every major tournament around the world and every small card room in the world, too, as far as I know, you know, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and I, I love I love the idea, but I know there are certain house rules. So do, does each venue have the ability to say we're going to use TDA or not or to say, you know, we're going to override that rule with our own rule? Like how much? And I know it's kind of volunteer, but do, do they have full latitude to, to change up from what the TDA suggests? Well, if they're going to be using TDA rules, we require that they use, you know, the majority or almost all of the rules. Mm-hmm. And what usually happens in those cases is if they start using a rule that's different than what we use at the TDA, that's kind of standard, then the players will say, well, you're not really using TDA rules. And it kind of pushes them to, to change the way they're doing it also. There's been a few things that have come over over time. Uh, Kevin, um, Quintanilla down at Hollywood, uh, or Hawaiian Gardens really likes the fact that they use the last card off the deck or the first card off the deck. And we had changed that back mm-hmm. our first card, the last card off the deck, and then back again 
uh, he went with the first card off the deck. So those are little carve out things. A lot of people that were in that room uh, when we had this argument with Daniel Negreanu weren't on board with uh, with what he was saying that it, you know that it wasn't good for the game. They all felt you know a lot of people felt it was still good for the game, and because of that, we allowed him to keep that yet still use TDA rules. And and I love it. Feels like it's very freeing for a lot of the tournament directors too. Like a lot of the tournaments I play are that you know two hundred dollars and under, and the tournament director can just say, "Well, it's a TDA rule." Like the one of the one of the more one of the latest rules is sort of like you know if somebody just says four, you know right. now instead of it being just totally discretion, it's well let's look at the size of the pot to determine if it's four hundred or four thousand. You know the blinds and the size of the pot. And it feels like from a tournament director's perspective, that'd be very freeing to just say it's a TDA rule. Right. And we do that a lot. You know, a lot of people say that. And it's been funny. I've In my career, I've been going, you know, all over and I've seen different things and run these events. And I might come in and run like a tournament for a place that I've never been to before. And somebody will, will challenge a rule and then I'll go to the table and make that ruling. And they'll say, well, you know, how do you know? It, I said, it's a TDA rule. This is what we, mm-hmm. let me see the rules. How do you know that's the rule? I said, well, because I wrote it. That's yep, exactly. <laughs> well, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's happened a few times in my career, but it's been fun, fun to do. And everybody at the table, like, like eight people look at me like, what are you going to say? What's going to happen here? They're <laughs> challenging you on the rule that I, that we know that you wrote. And so it's funny, but uh, yeah. I always make a good, you know, I don't really try to intimidate anybody or, or put anybody down, but we just have a little fun with it at the time. Yeah. It feels like one of those, one of those jobs being a tournament director, it feels like you're a basketball referee, like, you know, or, or football referee. You just feel like you just get yelled. I mean, nobody's really ever saying, Hey, you did an amazing job. Hopefully they do, but it feels like it's mostly just you're unnoticed unless somebody's got an issue and then you just kind of get yelled at. Like, I mean, how do you sort of navigate that? Or how do you, you know, one of the things we talked about on the show quite a bit is there's a lot of people that kind of want to get into the industry, whether it's in media or in different ranks. So somebody's maybe thinking, you know, I kind of want to become a tournament director. Like maybe I've started dealing, what sort of personality, what sort of characteristics make somebody who'd be a good tournament director? Um, well, I always say the first thing you need is patience. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and a lot of times you might be uh, viewed as kind of like a babysitter sometimes, you know, and it's been my way of doing things is to basically, you know, befriend the players, you know, you know, I play poker too. So if I'm playing poker, I know what it's like to be on the other side of the table. I know what it's like to take a bad beat or have a dealer make a mistake. And I, so I can kind of feel my way through the ruling. And when I come to the table, I know who's upset with the rule, who's mm. not, you know, who's upset with what's going on at the table. And I can kind of diffuse that. I think the most important thing for me is to listen to the room, listen to the players, kind of feel their pain when you're making those decisions that are tough that may cost them, you know, a million dollars at at some point. And, you know, you do that and you give them the respect, they give you the respect. So uh, I've, you know, I, I really say I've been fortunate in my career to have the respect of the players. And when you go to the table and make a rule, even if it's something they don't understand or know, they say, well, Matt made that rule. So it must be right. You know, we're not going to argue about it. And then at the, at that point, what a lot of floor people don't do is they don't walk away from the table. You need to walk away from the uh, table, not give the person the, the chance to say, Hey, that's not right. Or this is, you know, or this or that, you know, you kind of make your ruling, stick with it, be confident in it. And then just walk away from the table. Oh, and that's then such good advice. Going. Yep. That's good advice. Hey, John, I know you've got something. Just a couple of things in the chat. I see that Kim Kilroy has put the pokertda.com link for those of you who are interested in kind of checking that out for sure. And I see uh, Troy Chapman, one of our Australian friends, he says, So, Matt, if you're playing an MTT and still don't agree with the ruling, 
what's the best way to take it up with the TD? He says, I assume kicking the bins over is not a solution. (laughs) (laughs) Kicking the bins is not a solution. And I've seen it happen many times in my career, but yeah, that's not the solution. That'll usually end end you up on a penalty. But, uh, and you know, I think, you always have the right to go to the highest authority in the room. And, and generally, you know, when I'm running an event or when I'm running a tournament, I'm on the floor. So I don't really have that kind of situation. I know if there's a big, you know, kerfuffle mm-hmm. going on somewhere at one of the tables, I'm there. Right. But a lot of times, you know, uh, you might go to a tournament where the tournament director is not in the room or not, at, you know, in the area, walking around the area. So in that situation, you have the right to, to ask the floor, are you sure that's correct? If it's not correct, can I see the rule? Can I talk to the tournament director? Or if I talk to the card room manager, you know, the highest authority in the room. And if you at that point don't get the, you know, satisfaction, then, you know, you're kind of out of luck because there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And that's usually when I get a text message, Hey, they ruled like this over here. Did they do it right? And I will say, well, are they using TDA rules? They say, yes. And I tell them, yeah, that's right. Or, you know, no, it's, you know, it should probably be done this way. And a lot of times I've been able to like just contact somebody at the, the room directly and say, hey, they got this ruling over there. Uh, I understand that you made it this way. Maybe there's more story to, story to it. But if, if you're going by the TDA rules, that's not exactly how it should be done. Yeah, because I see you get I see you get tagged on Twitter things. And sometimes there's just not enough information there. So it's like you're doing the best you can. But like, you know, you're really it's much different if you're in the room and you experience the situation. John, did you have something? Well, I was just going to ask a, a, a sort of personal question. You know, I, I was wondering when you actually find the time to sleep because <laughs> so a few years ago, we, there was a uh, horse tournament at running aces and we were involved in the stud portion of horse and there were players that were all in. And the question came up, do you deal seventh street up or down? Because in Hold'em, you know, all cards are face up at that point in time. And in stud, typically the seventh street is dealt, dealt down. So, you know, I fired off a tweet to you and then within 10 minutes had a response to that tweet. And this is not an uncommon occurrence. Uh, So, do you sleep? <laughs> My wife will say no. Uh, you know, I, I've done a lot less on Twitter lately um, because there's not a lot of big tournaments going on. There's a lot of things that got canceled. But uh, I enjoy that. I enjoy the interaction. I enjoy helping people, especially new players, amateur players, recreational players, more than anything. Um, a lot of the, the, the messages that I get are from people that might be at a private game or something like that. And they have a big bet on on the ruling and the outcome of the rule, uh, so they'll they'll text me on that. I, I always say if I would just collected ten percent on all those, right. things, I'd, I'd be doing a lot better. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's something that gives me pleasure that I if I'm helping somebody to understand a rule better or giving somebody more insight into why the rule was made, uh, it makes me feel better. Um, you know, it always does make my wife feel better when I'm up in the middle of the night and answering things on you know for things that are happening in Europe or you know around the world, but at the same time, I think that, you know, everybody deserves the right to to have the correct answers and uh, they feel like that I'm going to give it to them. I'm happy to provide that answer for them. Yeah. What a, what a contribution to the poker industry, man. Thank, thanks for all that. Cause that is, that's huge. You know, I hopefully people appreciate it. I think sometimes people don't want to know the right answer because 
they want to stand their ground on the wrong answer. But uh, I think what a, what a gift to be able to bring that consistency to the poker industry. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the World Poker Tour. Uh, obviously, you know, something that you're re- very heavily involved in uh, and Rec Poker is getting involved more and more with you guys as we sort of partner on a couple of different things. Um, one of the things I'm curious about, you know, the for recreational players, you know, we see the World Poker Tour, we see the televised version of it. I know you've been instrumental in growing all of that game. And so many of us are like, man, it'd be so fun to play a WPT event. Like we're still in that, in that place where most of us are just like the dream is to play like a big WPT event, like super cool. Uh, I'd like to kind of pick your brain out. What is that experience actually like? You know, I, because it's, you know, it's, you know, we just see the televised half hour clips version. We don't see the whole festival, you know, it's days or weeks of all of these different tournaments. What's it like to actually travel and go play like a WPT event or series of events? What's the experience like? Well, I think it's awesome, especially if you make the end of day one, you know, you got to make it through the, the, the day for you to, I think, to get the full experience of bagging chips and all yeah. of that. But I do think that, you know, when you walk into the room, if you're not, you just got to go in with confidence. If you don't go in there, you're not intimidated. Uh, you know, we try and my, one of my big pushes is to try and get the everyday player into our events. Mm-hmm. And so I really stress when we do these events that we have a good satellite system where people can win their way in for a little bit of money. And of course, if somebody has any question or any, you know, anything about the rules or about the structure or anything like that, we have a lot of people that are great in place uh, that are tournament directors at those properties that will answer those questions for you. So nobody ever needs to feel intimidated, but I feel like if you go there and, you know, for years we had, you know, Mike Sexton doing the shuffle up and deal mm-hmm. and I would be there and Tony Dunst now and Vince Van Patner there, Lynn Gilmartin. And we're really, you know, re- uh, revamping this and running this up. And we've had record numbers because of that. And I think a lot of that, you know, just the feeling of being there with the people that are on television all the time uh, is a great experience. And I think that, you know, you're going to see more and more of that on the World Poker Tour when we come out the other side of this uh, situation we're going through right now. But, uh, you know, I think we really try and make it special. I always say that the World Poker Tour, to me, is the player-friendly tour. You know, it's not like a poker factory. It's not like, you know, you're going to go in there where you, nobody's going to get known. And if you go to the people that are running the events and say, hey, live updates, I've got some people back home, or I got a group of people or friends, or I won this way in through, you know, Club WPT or through my home game or whatever, we're going to feature you in the in the live updates. And, you know, we'll give you a little bit of a, a push so you can really feel the experience that other people are having. I really hate that the a lot of times the media just focuses on the big names. I really want to see those stories get put out. And, you know, when I was working at the World Series back in the early 2000s, there was a production group called 441 Production. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot more, I think, story-based uh, on the player. And I think that we got into doing that more and more of that with World Poker Tour as well. And I really think that that's the way to go. Because, I mean, everybody's got a story and not everybody's a professional poker player, but we want to promote those that are coming out for the first time and playing those events. And hopefully they have a great time, do well, make final table and, yeah. and win the tournament. I mean, and, that, and that's great for the pros, right? If we can build that, build that base up, build the prize pools, build all of that stuff up. And so, yeah, I love when you guys feature, here's a club WPT, you know, person that qualified and they got in. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we were excited to work with you guys because, you know, a little self-promotion, but we have an event coming up on September 25th. It's the rec poker tournament on club WPT. 
it's it's free to play, right? It's free to play. You, you become a member of Club WBT. You log in there. You play the thing. And the winner is going to get a $2,500 seat into the Thunder Valley event awesome. that you guys have coming up in December. Like, it's huge. Like, people, go do this. And I know, you know, a number of us are in Minnesota. And so we can't do it in Minnesota. But we got a road trip. We're going to all go to Wisconsin. And we're going to play wow. play Club WPT there. Like, it's super fun. And wow. so, you know, share a little bit about that. Like, you know, it's just some of the stories that, like you said, of everyday Joe, or if you have any examples of somebody that went through Club WPT to kind of give people, you know, the sense that, hey, go through Club WPT, win this thing, become a member, and then play in this big tournament. Like, are there examples of people actually going deep that have qualified in that way? Definitely. We've had one winner that came off of Club WPT. Yeah. His name was LaRon Washington early on. And, uh, you know, but we've had a lot of people make the money, go deep in these events, but we are always going to feature those people. And like I said, uh, you know, Club WPT has really given us a real opportunity to get some of those people, you know, to come out of places that we, you know, don't really see poker players come out of too often. Uh, I know you guys are in Minnesota. You can't play up there, which is unfortunate. But, uh, you know, are you guys playing in Canterbury or wherever you're playing? Well, or? Canterbury, running aces. Yeah, Jim's up in Canada, so he's oh, good to aces. go. And we've got, let's see, who else we got? We got Australia. We got Canada. We got, yeah, you can play in we got Maine. We got all kinds of people here. It's me and John that are sitting here going, this thing, we're going to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pressure really gets uh, to people that are there for the first time though. You see them, you know, they come in the room, they're kind of bright eyed yeah. around and what's going on, but we make an effort to just lead those people. And I'll be up at uh, Thunder Valley for the WPT deep sex championship. So when your players up there, I can't wait, you know, to meet whoever that is. Hopefully it's one of you and yes. uh, you know, we'll make it a great experience for you. And uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where Ben Irwin and his team at Thunder Valley do such a great job with that. And, you know, it'll, it'll be a great time. Well, I'm hoping to, we're hoping to make a little road trip out of it anyway. So hopefully our winner comes out of there, but also we're going to do a little road trip and get a few people, you know, rally the troops to go play up there. I want to go play my first WPT. That's my goal uh, up there as well. Win a win or lose on the 25th and, and you're playing on the 25th. You're going to be a bounty on the 25th. You're going to do some Twitch streaming too. So that's a chance for people. That's the cool thing about club WPT, right? Is that they might be playing with you and Tony Dunst and Lindy Martin and some of these other folks. Yep, we're excited about it. I think it's going to be, you know, an interesting thing, insight into what we do basically every week when we play with those guys. Like we, like I said, we have a Club WPT stream team and, you know, we stream, talk to those people and they've really become friends. It's become a community and friends that you never thought you would have known or met before. Uh, and like I said, we stick together. We're going to have a stream team barbecue when we, when we can uh, at some point in an upcoming stop. And it's going to be, you know, I'm, I really have made literally what I consider lifelong friends out of playing, mm. you know, for this subscription poker at club WPT. So I'm excited about that. Love it, Jim. Yeah, that's not, that's actually kind of what we were talking about um, because we're, we're a community at rec poker too. And I can sort of feel that warmth in the, in the club WPT uh, group. So, um, I wanted to ask, I've been splashing around in the tournaments there. I, you guys have, so there's a tournament every 10 minutes. There's all these different kinds of tournaments with tournament points and you can win prizes. Can you talk a little bit about help? I want to get the most out of the time that I spend in there. What are the really great prizes and how can I, what are the tournaments that I can play in them if I go to rec.poker slash WPT and sign up for this awesome place? Well, we have big prize pools pretty much every weekend, you know, 5,000, 10,000, you know, if you sign up for the diamond membership, there's more $10,000 events. 
You can win seat qualifiers, which I'm always excited about because those are the people that come out and play our events. We're going to continue that, uh, you know, as we're going into new ownership with the World Poker Tour. Uh, so we're excited about that. But I think more, more or less than anything, it's the experience you're getting from that online. Uh, you know, the play has really improved. Mm. You know, back in the day, you know, when you had the Zingas and Club WPT early on, it was basically just everybody was playing, you know, play chips and there wasn't really a lot of strategy or skill. When you sign up now uh, at our Diamond membership, you get to go to learn WPT and you get to see all of the uh, the, the videos from our trainers, Tony Dunst and, and Lucky Chewy and others that are, you know, have really made these players really good. So it's gotten a lot tougher. I've won a couple of my easy anymore last couple weekends i've had a rough (laughs) (laughs) well you can see it's you can see it's a fun uh, it's a fun place you can see the people are there to have a good time the software you know it's good for people to want to play one table and engage with the chat and that kind of thing and i like that there's a variety of different ways to play and uh, one of the things it's a very cool uh system so you you subscribe for the month and then you can play as many tournaments as you want really and uh, then there's these other ones you can enter with your tournament um, buy-in so if people are trying to get a dip a toe into playing online. It's a nice way to kind of cap what you can lose in a month at first, but also open up the possibility to win all these great prizes. So I can see it being a fun place to be. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, like Mike Sexton used to say, never lose a dime playing poker. Yeah. <laughs> you sound just like it. That's fantastic. I don't, but that, that sticks with you. I'm like, how, how is that possible? Well, it's a, yeah. it's a, you pay the membership thing and then you don't have to worry about losing more. So it's, it's good stuff. So we're super excited about partnering with Club WBT. We're excited about Thunder Valley. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I know, man, the time just flies by. Um, so there, there's another major tour that you might have heard of that that has made this made a, a recent ruling that, you know, they're going to require vaccinations to play in their series. Um, you know, I, obviously I'm not going to, you know, you're not making decisions for them, but I'm kind of curious, like, how do you navigate some of this stuff? And I don't, I don't know exactly your role in making some of the decisions about which WPTs are canceled, if that's venue specific or what, but like, how are you just generally kind of navigating this whole COVID thing? Like, are, do you have any like major, like sort of, you know, kind of pinning down the corners of the sheet where you're saying, these are our things that we're standing on? Like, I, cause it, it's, I mean, it's a nightmare, right? It's a nightmare for everybody, but how are you sort of, what's your paradigm kind of going through navigating this? Well, we've had, you know, just some, uh, it's just been an amazing, uh, tough time for a lot of people. So we understand that on the World Poker Tour and we, you know, are trying to do things. We had three final tables that got delayed over yeah. a year. Uh, so it turned out to be the longest poker tournament in history. You know, <laughs> all those. Um, but we had to navigate all of that. Uh, the, the gaming uh, requirements for mask, no mask, plexiglass, all of those things. And of course, we're filming a television show on some right. So it was a tough decision that we had to make, pushing it back, communicating with the players understanding their plight that maybe they need that money and they're, you know, going forward. It's, it's a tough, it was a tough, really tough thing. Luckily we had the 18 people that were waiting for those three final tables. You know, we're pretty uh, understanding about that. Some of them even said, you know, we don't even want to come back now. We'll push it back even later, but hmm. we ended up getting those final tables done. Uh, and then as we started to come out of it and that first, you know, kind of big wave was over, we were fortunate enough to have great partners like uh, Choctaw uh, in in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then we have, um, some hard rock in Hollywood, Florida, Tampa. So I did go to some of those events. I was there. Uh, and you know, at first they were using plexiglass and they had sanitizing and, and all of that going on mask requirements. And li- literally 
breaking records, you know, because so many people were just oh, yeah. dying to get out there and play poker. Pent up uh, demand. We never really had any issues. You know, it was it was actually run really well. They do such a good job with running it, and their staff there is amazing, and dealers uh, are also amazing. It's it's one of those things that's really tough to navigate. And you know, one of the issues that we're having now is getting people to come back to work to deal mm-hmm. and do those things. So, you know, I think that one of the reasons why, you know, the other thing we're talking about, WSOP, maybe made that mandate, not only because it makes it the decision so much easier, yeah. right? Uh, when they have a ruling to come down, maybe somebody comes down with it. But also, I think it will reduce the field. And I think yeah. that in the end, I think they're going to be struggling to get enough dealers to to cover that behemoth of a tournament. And if 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 they have smaller numbers, I think it makes it easier for them. It's more flexible. I don't think they'd ever come out and say that that's a reason right. why they made this decision, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't yeah. hurt. And I don't blame them for making that decision because, you know, when they first came out with the first mandate, it was a lot of confusion. A lot of people didn't understand what would happen. You know, there was a, the thought that you could, you know, make a final table and then somebody could walk up to you and say, sir, mm-hmm. come with right. me You're out of the tournament. You've been exposed. Yep. Been exposed. Very tough. It's very tough. Uh, you know, I applaud. They They have such a great, uh, massive festival that, that they're putting together. So I, you know, I, I think it's uh, very tough for them. I know they want to get it done and get it back live again uh, because they've been doing a lot of online stuff. And so have we, um, we've been fortunate with great partners with 888 and Party Poker, Club WPT and all the things we've done online. And I really think it's created a brand new uh, group of people that maybe didn't play poker before. So I'm excited and looking forward to the future of poker when we get come out of this and seeing a lot of new faces that I haven't seen before. Well said. You should have you should have like a high ranking position in the poker industry. I mean, you're you're so well you're so articulate with this stuff and very you know you're very unbiased and very no very well said. Hey, if there's any uh, any premium members, have you any questions or comments? Put those in the chat. I've got one more question. I know for Matt and then Jim and John. If you have something else, uh, you can chime in there. But uh, my, shifting gears a little bit more, but just you know, with as close as you are to the industry and and maybe this impacts uh, smaller buy-in tournaments more than the bigger buy-in tournaments. I'm not sure honestly, but we're at a place right now where you know. As we talk to different poker venues, uh, boy, you know, tournament poker, it's tough to pull off. It's tough to financially justify tournament poker with that floor space when they could be doing slots or cash or craps or, or anything else because the business model is just so hard. And so, you know, trying to explain that to, to tournament poker players, people don't get it. I mean, I'm a business coach, so I understand finances, but, you know, there's, there's only so many levers you can push, right? Like tournament players want, you know, eight-handed uh, longer levels, more starting chips, you know, all of the, you know, they want everything. Right. And obviously, you know, and less rake. Right. And obviously you can't do that. Um, I'm kind of curious, like where you think that's going, do you think, I mean, is low, lower buying tournament poker sustainable in casinos? Do you feel like what, where's it going to tip? Do you think it's going to be, it's going to tip in the rake? It's going to tip in, you know, everything's going to be higher buying it. You know, where do you think this is going to go from a business perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of times now, I mean, there's, I don't know if you guys know who Rob Young is, but you have a party poker, but he's really trying to push this thing for a, you know, have a union of poker players, which is something that's been talked about for a long time. And I'm always, you know, generally on the side of the poker players, but it's a tough one because even uh, as we come out of this, you know, there's not a lot of um, conventions like here in Las Vegas. So every single room that's being booked now is being booked by gamblers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily the convention guys that's coming that may not play at all mm-hmm. or anything. So poker, again, is getting in that position where we're kind of getting pushed to the side again. 
and the financials make sense. You know, you'd rather have a high limit slot room than a, no. than a poker room uh, right. for these things. But there's a lot of people that are on our side of the business that are pushing back and saying, look, we know that we bring people into these casinos. Right. We make a difference. You know, we make a difference to your bottom line. So it's a delicate, delicate balance. And, you know, it's tough because if we don't have these big poker tournaments and a lot of places I know that are now open up, don't even run tournaments yet. You know, they're Correct. they're just running cash games because they're so full and they don't need tournaments. And a lot of people don't realize that poker tournaments were the, were built to bring people in for cash games. And with all the reentry and all the other stuff that's come up over the years, you know, that's kind of hurt the cash games a little bit, you know, because people became focused more on just tournaments only. But I think there needs to be a good blend of both. And, you know, I think we also needed some consolidation and this created mm. some consolidation. But I think maybe it's gone too far. Yeah. And now we're in a, in a spot where we need things to just calm down a little bit. You know, some of those people that just wanted to get out there and gamble right away, you know, maybe the numbers go down a little bit and then they'll see that they need poker again. And I think, you know, there's a lot of great rooms that are that are still open and, and open up and doing quite well. So, you know, I think there is, is a balance there. And, and hopefully uh, a lot of these casinos and card rooms find that spot. So I know yeah. the card rooms. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, who's our, who's, our, who's our friendly visitor there? That's Max. I know the card <laughs> rooms are uh, are definitely in in need of having all facets of the game. So, uh, I, you know, I'm always there out there pushing and, and, and hoping that, that we can keep these things going and uh, that the tournaments can be as successful as they have been uh, coming out of the other side of COVID. Yeah, I, I love that because I think we're, we're in a position where we do, you know, we, we interact with a, with a number of smaller venues uh, that have not restarted poker tournaments and they may not. And, uh, you know, we do get asked our opinion, like, you know, what, what do you guys think? Like, I would love to be able to kind of give them some more ammunition because I know the argument is, you know, they, they, we put butts in the seat. Tournament players put butts in the seat and they're going to do other things. And they're going to bring with family members that maybe will gamble too, but it's kind of a hard argument. So I'm always in search of what can I tell these venue operators to justify tournament poker? Because obviously I would like to see that continue as well. Yeah. And it's the thing, you know, people are always saying, you know, the rake's going higher, higher, higher. And, you know, one of the reasons it was going higher is because of maybe something that I caused. And this was this big wave of, of reentry. And I think it's a, you know, Reentries aren't for everybody. Reentry shouldn't be in every tournament. You know, maybe there should be some tournaments that don't have no reentry and more freeze outs and things like that. Because a lot of those people that would come in and play a tournament, then go play a cash game, just re-enter in the tournament. And once right. they, they're out, they're out the door. They've spent their money that they've come in with. And so I think you're going to see more freeze outs come out, come back too. At least I hope so. Uh, Cause I think that's really the way poker tournaments should be played. But I think that the poker players need to understand that there's, you know, there's a reason why we're running these tournaments. And at the same time, I think, I think we'll be back. I think we'll be back and better than ever. Like I said, we broke numbers on the world poker tour and some of our events coming back out. Uh, we had our biggest 5k ever at the Venetian. We had mm -hmm. uh, biggest WPT event ever at Seminole Hard Rock. So uh, the, the, the desire is there to play tournament poker. And, and I don't think that's going to wane. Yeah. I, I told my home casino, I said, I'm your worst client ever. You got to figure out a way to keep me there because I live 20 minutes away. I drive there. I play the tournament. I don't eat anything. I maybe have a soda or some water at the table. And then when I'm done playing the tournament, I leave. Like you got to figure out a way to keep me there to justify it. I'm like, your worst, <laughs> I'm the worst customer ever. So <laughs> figure out how to keep me there. And then you'll figure out how to keep the others there. John, did you have something? Well, I was just going to say, you know, I know from my perspective, having poker in the tournaments definitely uh, allows my wife to lose money at the slots. We have a, a constant game. It can I, when we go out, 
out to Vegas, can I win enough playing poker to offset her losses <laughs> at the slot tables? And it's not very often that, that it comes out that way. <laughs> well, that's the problem, too, is that they don't see that. They see you maybe with your card right. at the, in the poker room, and they see her with her card out in the slots and not put the two together, right? And so that's been a constant struggle for the last 20 years for me is to try and get people to understand that, that that's the case. You know, I come from the card room world in, in, in San Jose uh, where we didn't have slots, so it wasn't as much of an issue. But they have other games. You know, they call them California games, which is, you know, the Baccarats and the, the Blackjack and all that other stuff that they play out there that they would much rather have a player at that table than at a poker table. So it's been a struggle that I've gone through like my entire career. But at the same time, I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of casino managers that have been around for a long time understand the value of a poker player. And, uh, you know, I hope that those are the people that are in the right places to make these decisions going forward. And John, we are going to send that clip to, to your wife too, by the way, that you just <laughs> called her out on the Rec Booker podcast. <laughs> uh, she's heard me tell that story to several people before. <laughs> there you go. There Say, you there go. is a one one follow-up that came in through the chat, follow-up to kind of our earlier conversation with the WSOP and what they're doing too. Do you, do you anticipate, uh, you know, the the the, vac- the vaccine requirement, the vaccine mandate as something for WPT events? Could you could you imagine a scenario where that could potentially become? Is that is that going to be a venue-related decision or yeah. so you know. we on the world poker tour have partners and they're the partner casinos. So the ones that just got postponed uh, Jacksonville and in Maryland live, we didn't make that decision. The mm-hmm. casinos made the decision and maybe not even the casino poker room director made that decision. It might be the casino itself in Maryland. It was a casino itself in Jacksonville. It was the director of poker that made that decision. And it's because of, you know, what was going on in Jacksonville at the time. And what's going on up in Maryland. So I think that um, we will support anything that our partner casinos Mm. feel in the best interest of their casino and the players. So it's not really our decision. Whereas the World Series Poker is owned by, you know, Caesars. So Caesars is making the decision, right? This is is their decision uh, that that they've made. So we don't really have that latitude to say, no, you have to run that event, right? Where we, we could say, you know, we're going to we're going to go to your event. If you guys have mask mandates, if you have vaccination mandates or whatever you have, we're there to support our partners and uh, we'll do whatever they say they want for their players and, and their guests. Hence the word partners. Big, big fan of the big fan of the word partner. Uh, our, our Australian member that's on the chat, he said down down here. I don't he didn't say down under, but he said down here. Uh, people will likely need to show a passport to prove that they've been vaccinated to get access to the venue. So everybody's struggling with this, you know, with this. What do we do? I know we're you know, it's a wrestle for us. We have we're, we rented a big Airbnb house in Vegas. Uh, for the world's are you know private pool just gonna have a blast down there and we've had to struggle with what's our policy you know we've yeah. erred on the side of you just got to be vaccinated we're going to follow the WSOP, wsop rule but it's tough man we're all just kind of dealing with it and you know we're all people and people have different perspectives and uh, i love that you're very being as respectful as possible to everybody that has different perspectives and that's that's what it is i think i think almost to your point about being a td you come in you make a ruling and then you move on with your life like not everybody's gonna like it yeah. yeah. And it is a thing, you know, I mean, look, uh, there's a big Twitter beef going on all over through poker players because of right. what's happening. And, you know, it's their policy. You know, if you don't want to play, you don't have to play. It's not a, a boycott. We're boycotting. Well, right. You're not, you're not, actually, you're not really boycotting. You're just not allowed to play. So, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And people say there's going to be fake vaccination cards and all of those things, but 
it is what it is. We'll uh, we'll get through it. You know, yep. we're going to get through this, and you know, the United States is going to get through it. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm all out for you know the global game, and and hopefully you know some of these people can come over here and play the World Series, and it's not going to be the same without uh, the rest of the world here uh, during the summer, which it wasn't. Uh, we're coming through the summer now, and the, the the beautiful months are coming up here in Las Vegas. So I'm yeah. excited. There are a lot of people will be coming out here because. You know, I get to go take them out to the golf course. So. I, I, I'm excited to go to Vegas in October and not in June. As somebody that's only been there three times before in June, yeah. uh, I'm excited to go in October. Say, I know we're we're a little bit past our time. One more that's question fine. for if you don't one one quick question here, and then we will let we'll let you go. I promise. Uh, yeah. From from Chapa down in Australia, just kind of a little bit different question, but I think you know back to the heart of who we are and you know kind of your roots too. He just says, "What's your what's your one best tip to run an enjoyable, successful small stake?" MTT. Just make it fun, you know, and I am always a guy that's a stickler for the rules, even in those small ones, because I want people to know that when they come to play a $20, $30 event, or, you know, even a free event that they're going to play by the rules, because a lot of those people, you may not know, they may be the next big name in poker. They've got to learn and cut their teeth in a way that they know that they can go to the next level to the hundred dollar events, the $200 events, the $500 events you know, in the thousand dollars world poker tour events that they know that they're playing by the same rules. So I really do think you want to make it fun, but at the same time, you want to follow the rules and you want people to understand the rules uh, in a friendly way. So I'm all about the fun. That's, that's what I, I think it poker needs to be more fun. Uh, if, if it's not fun, it's the recreational players aren't going to stick around and play. Right. That's, that's, that's exactly right. All right. So we, we will let you go, but with that sort of, or is there, if there's anything kind of going on that you wanted to kind of either you know promote or push a little bit, or what's the best way for people to connect with you or WPT? Like what should people do? What's the, what's the call to action? What's the next step uh, that you want to leave people with? Just, if you have any questions, if you want to, you know, discuss anything, there's, you know, great people in poker. Kev math is one of them uh, that'll answer anything about schedules and stuff. If you have questions about rules, or tournament uh, rules, or even cash game rules. I can still answer those as well. Reach out to me on Twitter, at Savage Poker. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all of those things. But uh, like I said, I enjoy it. I think it's it's part of the game. It's part of my job uh, to educate and, and uh, help promote the game. And I really just want to make it a, a global you know, game. There's so much room. We need more women in poker. we got to mm-hmm. stress that when you're at the table – with women at the table and you treat everybody the same, you treat everybody great, make it a fun experience for the other people at the table and the game's going to grow. It's it's never going to go away. Love it. All right. Well, Matt, thank you again so much for your time. Uh, Don't be a stranger. We'll be in touch and hopefully we'll uh, get a chance to meet in three dimensions uh, up at Thunder Valley in December. Anytime guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Well, there he goes, Matt Savage. Jim, why don't we go ahead and roll the Jonathan Little ad and then we'll come back and we'll chat a little bit about our reactions to, uh, to Matt and what's going on with the community happenings. Have you ever wondered whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead? What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? What do you do with ace-king when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at pokercoaching.com slash recpoker right now. All right, there he is, Jonathan Little, uh, pokercoaching.com slash recpoker. All right, guys, Matt Savage, your thoughts. 
Yeah, just exactly what I uh, thought. He's been really, he's been great on Twitter. He's sort of, he is exactly who he is, isn't he? Uh, you know what you're getting with Matt Savage and that's the way a tournament director should be. Um, so it's great to get to get to meet him and pick his brain a little. Yeah, it, as far as tournament directors directors go, he is the closest thing to the a rock star that there is in the industry, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, uh, it was... It's good to meet him. He's constantly answering everyone's questions. And I think he's probably one of the most influential people in poker. Mm. Mm. I I pick up on that. Like, it seems like he's in every conversation. Now, he wasn't really expressing himself that way. He he seems like he's humble enough to not position himself as, like, the influencer. But it feels like he's influencing a lot of stuff going on, right? Well, yeah. I mean, before the TDA started off, you'd go to a room and you wouldn't really understand what the different rules were. So mm-hmm. you couldn't be a traveling poker player and understand how to play. You you really needed to do your homework to understand the rule variations. And uh, so he's been instrumental in that. Uh, he actually, for a while back in, this was probably 2003, 2004, he actually had a television show yeah. about poker where he'd go in and, and do things um, and the money maker thing, like, right. right. It was the perfect timing. Yeah. Yep. And it just a, uh, he's involved in so many different events. I mean, the world poker tour events does everything all over there. He was the main poker er, tournament director at, uh, the commerce club in right. LA, which the LAPC is probably the second largest poker tournament in the world next, right behind the world series of poker. Mm-hmm. So, it, and he was the tournament director at the World Series of Poker yeah. right before Jack Effel took over right. and the moneymaker boom. And I think Bay 101, I think he's done a ton of stuff there. He's got his home casino. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he could have actually – he ha- was given the opportunity to become the WSOP uh, tournament director. Oh. But they required exclusivity for that, and he okay. opted not to do that at that point in time. Interesting. Okay. Look at look at uh, Samsky bringing the bringing the real message here. Love it. <laughs> John's the historian. We know he's our historian. I just know I lots know. of useful inf- useless information. That's not useless. That's, that's <laughs> interesting. I love that. I mean, whether, whatever that says about him or whatever, you never know what the whole story is. But it feels like it has that. It rings of I just want to be grow the industry rather than grow a single organization. At least that's a great way mm-hmm. to position it. Well, anything else about uh, about Matt or any follow up stuff on him? Otherwise, we can get into some of our other stuff. Jim? Well, if you want to if you want to impress him with your play, you can go to rec.poker slash wpt and enter into that. Uh, free tournament that we're going to be playing in Club WPT. He's not joking. He's going to be playing in it. There's a bounty mm-hmm. on Matt. Um, a few of the other uh, big names around WPT are going to be playing in it. So uh, it's not just a free ticket to the uh, to the 2500 entry on the line. You also get a chance to make your mark on the Poker Cognoscenti. <laughs> and, and he streams a lot. I guess I don't know if he's specifically streaming that tournament or not. I think he is, but uh, he streams a lot of stuff. So hopefully he'll be streaming that as well. Yeah, and I think Taylor Moss uh, is going to be um, coordinating something with him, yeah. or maybe we can watch that stream at rec dot, at twitch.tv slash rec poker on our channel there. That yep. would be fun. Yep. All right. Yeah, so, so more, more about Taylor that. can so teach it, it him is... how to 
Go ahead, John. I was going to say, Taylor can teach him how to take streaming to the next level. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moss. Moss. <Yeah. laughs> He'll play pocket fives and beat him, and then Jones, Chris Jones will never let him hear the end of it. But no, so September 25th, I know uh, if you've been listening to the podcast initially, I don't know if we ever announced it, but it was looking like September 18th. It got moved to September 25th. So that is the day. This thing releases on September 14th. All right, so 11 days from the day of this release, uh, we're going to have this tournament September 25th. And so we have all the details on this thing at rec.poker slash WPT. But here's the deal. You need to be a club WPT member to play this thing. There are some opportunities for free trials. There are some great ways that you can become a member and play this thing. Uh, if you live in a state, there's a few states, unfortunately, Minnesota, my hometown, uh, my home state is one of those. There's a few states where you can't, uh, you're not eligible for prizes normally, uh, but you are eligible to win this prize for this one specific tournament. So uh, I have just three hours ago uh, <laughs> booked an Airbnb in Hudson, Wisconsin. So if you're in Minnesota and you want to go to Hudson, Wisconsin, we've talked to the owner. We've got all kinds of space available for a bunch of people to go over there. We can play on the same IP address. That's not an issue with Club WPT. So Steve at Rec.Poker, shoot me an email. Let's get the details. Let's roll over there. Uh, Rec Poker is picking up the bill for the Airbnb. So you just come play for free, play on Club WPT. We'll hang out a bit. We got, the, we got the place for the night. A couple of you, if you want to stay over, you can. I don't have room for everybody to stay over, but we got a couple of beds there. But just going to have a fun time over there. So uh, it's one of our road trips, I guess, officially, but a short one. But but really, uh, you know, there's some nuanced details with this thing. Go to rec.poker slash WPT. You become a Club WPT member. You get the free trial if you want or stay a premium member. If you can keep playing, support it, play it. But we have an affiliate link. You can use the code RecPoker. If you use that code, you get some bonus points. You can use those bonus points to enter one of their Sunday tournaments. If you're eligible for prizes, it's a 5K guaranteed tournament. So there's a lot of cool stuff here. And, you know, if nothing else, we're just supporting, you know, supporting the partnership that's growing between us and the WPT. The more that they like what we're doing, the more that we're going to be partnered with them, the more stuff that we're going to put out there for you guys. So uh, anyway, just go check out all the details there. Jim, am I missing anything or should they just go to slash WPT and... I mean, you you killed it. I just want to jump on a couple of things in there because like, it's just so many exciting things to share about this. But yeah, if you go to rec.poker slash WPT, sign up through there, use the link, use the code recpoker for the bonus, get the free trial, see what all the exciting prizes are to stick around. And then Steve, so you're telling me if I live in Minnesota, I can just get myself to Hudson, Wisconsin, and then hang out with you and Taylor Moss and, the, and John and the rest of the rec poker crowd for free in the Airbnb hang out, play in this free tournament, maybe get my entry into a WPT event. Yeah. And all I have to do is like show up and hang out with you guys and have fun. I'm going to, I'm going to call it. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. You got to be vaccinated. Sorry. We're going to keep that rule in place just to keep things clean. So everybody that there has to be vaccinated, but yeah, if you're in Minnesota, come over there. Or if you're closer to one of the other borders, I think North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, I think those are all States you can play in. You can go to club WPT to check it out, but go wherever you want to go, go find a caribou and play there. But yeah, <laughs> if you're, if you want to come hang out with us, man, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to, we can get the, get in at 11 AM, the tournament's at 1 PM. So that gives us plenty of time to kind of test the Wi-Fi bring your hot spot with you just in case there's any issues uh, and we've got another guy we've got steve olson out in hudson he said uh, his house might be available so we got a backup plan for overflow so all kinds of fun stuff i don't know going a mile a minute we got all kinds of really cool stuff but it's going to be really fun and i think we want to get as well 
Part of me wants to get as many people to play the thing as possible. Part yeah. of me says, no, stay home. <laughs> I want you that know, ticket. Go for a walk. Take the dog out because I want to win that thing. Yes. I want to win. It's a $2,500 yeah. WPT Deep Stacks main event seat. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. Well, and if I if I heard right, and correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Didn't I hear that <laughs> this is not available to all of the WPT members, it's you have to actually come through Rec Poker to play. Yeah, no, you are correct. Thank you, John. So yeah, you it, this is a Rec Poker event, so you need to have a, a, a free membership at Rec Poker. You don't need to be a premium member, of course. We'd love you to become one, uh, but if you're a free member at Rec Poker, we call it a community member. Then you will see the code password thing that you'll need to enter. So you're a member at Club WPT. You register for the tournament. It says, what's the password? Go to rec.poker slash WPT. And if you are if you are logged in with your free membership, the password will appear like magic. Mark Prashan and Jim Reed have figured out how to make it appear like <laughs> magic. It'll be obvious. You'll put that password in Club WPT, then you can play. For the people that are in Club WPT that are not free members at rec.poker, they aren't going to be able to play this as much as they want. Mm-hmm. It's going to say, what's your password? They're not going to know it. So yeah, this is a huge win for Rec Poker to try to make it available for our membership. Now we know some people that aren't currently associated with us are going to get in there. They're going to get the password. That's great. But man, we're just, we're, we're rooting on one of our own, man. We want one of you guys that have been around with us for a while. We want somebody to qualify for that thing that says, man, I've been listening to the podcast for three years. I'm a free yes. member. And now I'm going to go, you know, wear the patch at the club, w, you know, out, in, uh, out at the, what's the place it's up in Northern oh, California? Thunder Valley. Yeah, yeah. It's in San Diego, I think. Oh, no, yeah. oh, that was Northern California. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> you Canadians, I don't know. But anyway, oh, God, I just no. know West Coast, somewhere south. I, don't know. I, I think it's actually near Sacramento. Thank okay. You, John. John, <laughs> John, Jim's like San Diego, isn't it? <laughs> it sounds warm down there. Yeah. You Canadians. <laughs> well, anyway. you know, I, I know everyone in U- the U.S. thinks Canada is just one area up there. So it's, it's all city. the same. And everyone knows everyone yeah. there. Hey, hey, speaking of Canada, I just got to take one quick second here. Uh, the night before, I'm actually, by happenstance, going yes. to be at the Playground Poker Club near Montreal, Quebec. So if any rec poker members, I know a couple uh, promotion, a couple of premium members are uh, planning to join me there. I'm going to play all night. I'm taking the train in on Friday. I'm taking the train back on Saturday. And I'm playing in the WPT tournament so cool. uh, later that afternoon. But Friday, September 24th, I would love to see some folks swinging by the Playground Poker Club and keep me company while I ground out, grind out overnight and do a little practice for uh, WSOP. That's super fun. So, so do that. Hey, you want to you want to give any props up to the uh, the little mini tournament that you guys just had? Some of you. Uh, oh yeah, that, I see Kim that, on here. I know EBM won the thing, but what what was happening? You guys had a little rec poker meetup up there in Canada. We did. Yeah, we did. We had a little impromptu uh, get together with some of the rec poker uh, Middle Ontario premium members. So yeah, Kim, uh, Pet Vet Kilroy, and uh, my buddy we, Stu Carriage and uh, Elizabeth, and some other fun friends. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Superman. That's kind of fun. Can't wait for this stuff just to lift and yeah. do more and more of that. But anyway, so I think we beat that thing to death. But, <laughs> yeah, we sure but we're really excited about it. And we had Matt Frickin' Savage on yeah. here to talk about it too, which is super cool. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, if you have any questions, rec.poker slash WPT or email me, Steve, at rec.poker. If you have any questions at all 
uh, please ask them. We always tell people, you got to ask questions. We try to think of everything. Just ask, just yeah. ask. And if we're not approachable, that's on us. But I think we're, I think we're pretty approachable. At least, at least I hope so. <laughs> if, you, if I'm not approachable, then email Jim at rec.poker. <laughs> and if that fails, we'll send you to Somsky because he's the absolute most approachable person ever. Right. He has nothing nice going on. He's poker. not busy at all. So. <laughs> No, I'm never doing anything. <laughs> Good Lord, the guy's a busy dude. All right, so, okay, so we got the World Poker Tour thing. Uh, just uh, one thing you, you caught up in this thing, for those of you who've been listening, uh, the WSOP house in Vegas, we kind of went back and forth on that decision. It's been arduous. It's been difficult. Uh, we decided to follow the WSOP's lead, and uh, vaccinations are completely required to stay at the WSOP house. So uh, I know that's not popular with everybody, but... Um, if you are somebody that's concerned about wanting to only be around vaccinated people, maybe this opens up the door for you where you're previously concerned. That was always kind of our rule, but we we're always kind of like, how, how heavily do we enforce it? We are enforcing it. So uh, if there are rooms in the WSOP house, so uh, we the, the whole place has like four private queen bedrooms and then a room with three bunk beds, six, six beds. Uh, and so kind of for whatever you want. And it's, it's uh, pretty full, but there's still room available on a number of dates. So if that's of interest, shoot me a note. Uh, some details are rec.poker slash road trips as well. Uh, it's going to be super fun there. Uh, and then uh, the last thing is we've been talking about the staking a little bit. Yes. Uh, we, we piloted a staking program down in Florida. So we had some investors, we had some people playing. Uh, the management of it was a little bit tougher, a little bit bigger, even though I'm a spreadsheet guru. It's true. Uh, like it was, it's true. It was a little bit taxing. So what we're going to do, and we we thought, how can we use this to build community more and more? So we're going to be putting the details out there, rec.poker slash staking. Uh, but really, it's going to be more of a pooled approach. Uh, so there's going to be certain uh, our premium members, our wrecking crew members are going to be eligible to be players in this thing. Um, and we're going to work out all the details. Uh, by the time this is released, we'll have all the details out there. So go to rec.poker slash staking. But it's going to be more of a pooled thing. So when you're investing in, in one, you're investing in kind of the community of things. Uh, it's going to be a pool that goes beyond just sort of one event. It's going to be a little bit more of an ongoing pool of, of payouts. And so we'll have all the details out there, rec.poker slash staking. Uh, but thanks for you guys. Yeah, Troy, I see you're out there too. Thanks for participating in the pilot. It was super fun. We didn't have the results we were looking for. Uh, we were down uh, in our investments, but uh, it was very successful in terms of how a pilot is supposed to operate mm. and kind of working through uh, how everything uh, flows through. So thanks for that. So that's all the stuff I had to share. Uh, Mr. Somsky, turn it over to you maybe for the home games. Oh, did we uh, actually have some home games this last week? <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. I saw, I saw another name out there, too, that Uh-oh. I'm not real. I'm going to get the mood button ready again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the first thing I need to do is I need to thank both um, Chad McBean and Kelly Stork. This month, for some reason, the first of the month just snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. And here it was, September 1st, and none of the tournaments for this month had been created. <laughs> so I didn't even I, hear this. Yeah. Well, Chad got a hold of me like at 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> The guy notices so, everything. He like, is on fire. I'm Chad knows everything. Him. Like I'm going to start yeah. testing him with stuff and just see what he notices. It's Chad's yeah. nuts. How does he so, do it? Anyway, and then uh, I got a, another note from Kelly saying, 
oh, where where do I find the tournament for tonight's No Limit Hold'em series? It's not there. Oh, wait, oh. there it is. So, I mean, she looked, it wasn't there. I was in the middle of creating it as she was typing it out to me. And then it was there by the time she. I uh, love that about the community. Like, and we need that, you guys. Like, we're just all volunteers. We're like all just kind of like doing our thing, doing the best that we can. So, Mm -hmm. we need you to, if you see something that you think should be there, just tell us. And so, that's so good that they did that because sometimes people just sit on it and then it's too late. So, much appreciated. And and people like uh, Paul Quark and uh, Jamel. And other like people that Paul have Quirk. Quirk is like yeah. a screen name. I'm he like knows, who, he knows who he is. Uh, and Jamel and like Danny and uh, too many names. ARW Adam. Uh, yeah, Roger in particular Jeez. lately. I know he's been getting yeah. really involved. Um, like Rec Poker needs its members to help out with stuff like that. The whole mm-hmm. reason I'm a part of this is because I wrote into Steve and said, "Hey, Steve, here's a couple of things I think I could help you with." And like that's that's the Steve way, man. So don't be shy. You email Steve at Rec Poker <laughs> and you tell him you tell him something that you could help with, and uh, you might find you're a part of Rec Poker before careful. the night is over. We might have a yeah. new uh, audio engineer out of this thing. <laughs> I know. Wow. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> okay, so here is a piece of truth that has never been revealed before. Oh. Steve sent me an email saying you know i got this notice from this jim reed guy do you think we should let him come in and be part of this group and i replied back i don't think so but i forgot to type the don't oh it's your fault that was exactly how that happened i was surprised how amenable you were i was like it seemed like john yeah Yeah. and and you're giving our personal animosity with john and i you know the lack yeah. of chemistry made it really and john's difficult. like the gospel for me man if i just i just ask john whatever whatever he says i do he's like yeah let's, sure okay i didn't realize you'd forgotten the word in there yeah it, but i felt it was too late at that point point. and now oh, it's yeah, really been awkward late. now it's right. awkward it's just awkward yeah. now sorry john okay so anyway on september 1st we did actually have our no limit hold'em series so clinger 50 Julie Murphy oh, yeah. also owes a grant of gratitude, gratitude, debt of gratitude, a grant of to, uh, <laughs> Chad McBean, and yeah. she won her very first No Limit Hold'em series event. Nicely Julie, done, Julie. I wonder if this is the Julie Murphy I know. Did she just start playing? Like, I didn't even recognize that screen name. Uh, yeah, I believe it's fairly new. Wow, I think she's a Julie. Kid. If it's a Julie, I know. Well, way to go, either Julie. But uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, way yeah. to go, whoever Julie it is, whether Steve knows Julie, you or not. So but I, I know, way to go. Yeah, if it's not, yeah. I am very impressed with you, Julie Murphy. Whether or not Steve knows you, I don't care. I think you are a valuable person and worthwhile, and you should be congratulated for your accomplishment I, I think it's a bigger accomplishment for somebody who knows me if they know me they're already behind the eight ball so it's a bigger accomplishment for them to achieve something and it's a friend of kim's i, I did know is the julie it's uh, another canadian member well, I believe, is that right so. okay it must yeah. not be the one i know if she's canadian i don't know her then wow way to go, that's julie. so exciting i think i think she's canadian if it's the julie murphy i'm thinking about TOC. Yeah. Now she's in the year in TOC too. Like, I know. Yeah, I got some catching up to do. Julie's way ahead of me on that one. I'm in there. Yeah. All right. Then we have for our nightly events, August 30th, Graphic 16, Roger Shoot. Ah! Third nightly victory Roger. of the year. That's his 11th night lifetime. Wow. 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 August 31st. This is a familiar name. I think yeah. I was just saying it last week. Les Paul 99, Michael Pinciero, got his second nightly victory for the year. Way to go. Michael was a really big uh, participant in the Aura recently. We had some mm. great conversations about some tough hands in there. Sweet. I saw him out there. Yeah. 
And then we have Combinkley, Eric Jin. Yeah. His third nightly victory of the year. Who list? I know. Rec Poker Binkley. Or Rec Binkley. I love that. Evil Roy (laughs) CA, David Westerveld. Another Canadian. Yep. That is another Canadian. And then, of course, this guy. It seems like we can't go a week without mentioning this name. Keck Geek 65, Jacob (laughs) Kiki, got his ninth victory for the year. 18th nightly series victory lifetime that is just incredible and i think it's i think it's fifth so it's like the ninth of this year for the nightly but i think it's his 15th like including like the mixed games and the international right they do like right his goal was 20 for this year he had kind of a slow start and now he's got like 15 through september so he's like right on pace and oh, and I just think to he's be ahead of pace, actually. And, and yeah, just to be clear, we're 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 playing. These aren't like these aren't one table tournaments. I you you, you hear some of these names week well, after the week. International but, ones sometimes. Oh yeah, the international games. one that does have a small field. But a lot of these <laughs> other ones are like 50, 60, 70 players oh, yeah. in them. So the fact that these you you keep seeing some of these names in here, uh, it means something. They're they're definitely the cream rising. Ch- Chapo so asked what the all time high is for that. I I don't remember what it is. Probably Doug Drabeck. Still Drabeck, yeah. Last yeah. year, I don't remember the number, but I it think like for 29 the Reckies, or I think for the Reckies, you know, last year we just kind of the one year. I think this year we're going to add some sort of information about you know all time ranks and some of those. Yeah. things. we're going to dig in, dig out those stats a little bit more, so we'll kind of have that. You know, what's the record for the most of each wins and that kind of thing? It's going to be super fun as put, a, the data analytic guy. Like I'm excited about all of that. We'll put that on Danny and Colin to uh, put together for the Reckies this year, They're Colin Anderson, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh hey john oh sorry number, john are you still talking <laughs> for number one doug drabeck has 29 lifetime victories uh, yes all the series and keck geek 65 has 25 wow Ooh, he's so knocking on the door they're neck to neck and oh my. this year uh drabeck's not going at the same pace he was oh, last year i don't think he's playing as much but no uh-uh. Right, right. I'm not saying What's no disparity. Leave alone, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I think uh, I, I'd be shocked if by the end of the year, Jacob Kiki doesn't have the all-time yeah. wins yeah. for rec poker. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's that's going to be a, a rec poker. Um, what was the award we did last year? The uh, what was it? Performance of the year or something like that? Um, yeah, that's going to be a candidate. Candidate. Yeah. I'm well, gonna, especially I'm going to do, do more breakdowns though this year. I'm going to look more like ROI and stuff too. Yeah, cool. Oh, I'm cool, going to I'm cool. going to break it down. Like none of this. Oh, he's going to break it down. I, yeah, I mean, you know, wins are wins, but what's your ROI? That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so on to our international events. Uh, Rick the Good Dog, Rick Rock Omen, Rock. got his fifth international series victory, and M Babker, Michael Babker. Got his second mm-hmm. international. Nice. Did nice. you skip one on purpose? <laughs> on purpose? Well, I looked at the just, PowerPoint, and I know you, sometimes you go back and forth, but I think you well, skipped this one on purpose. I noticed that your arm is hovering over the mute <laughs> button there. You see me on the, yeah, you can see <laughs> yeah. it. Right there. Right? I see it right there. Going like, and I figure I just don't want to uh, let you have that easy of a win. So I just thought I'd skip it myself. That way it was my choice and not yours. <laughs> yes. Hold the power, John, and your dignity. Exactly. Oh. So uh, Poker Geek MN John Somsky won his third mixed victory. Yes. Third mixed. Way to go, John. Amazing. Yeah. And it was uh, 
in horse horse is one of my favorites because mm. it has a variety of games it was um, super fun like i'm, I'm kind of hooked on these mixed games now i mean you guys cocked me into it now it's, it's fun i haven't played the last couple but i played this one sort of the mixed game practice event the horse thing and you know it's it's kind of it's tricky to kind of switch games but it is it is fun to kind of it's good for your brain now i'm razz now oh, yeah. i'm now i'm doing this now i want high now mm. i want low now I, it's split pot now it's not and it's it was well, good. the other thing is uh because the games switch and because in general there isn't no one is as big of an expert as they are in Hold'em. I mean, you have mm. just pure wizards. When you go to a, a mixed game event, people are in general having a lot more fun mm-hmm. uh, than they are in the No Limit Hold'em events. So it is just a great time and they are a lot of fun to, mm-hmm. to be had. But nice last job, but not least, we have Don't Chase 666, Joseph Armstrong, won the LPP event nice, for this week, nice. his first ever LPP. So contact Jim at rec.poker to earn your one month of free training at Learn Pro Poker. Nice. And don't forget, we also have our Heads Up event this year on September 18th. We will have our Heads Up event, and the winner of that will be eligible to play in next year's Marek Madness. Oh, so good. I can't play it. I'm so bummed. Yeah. I mean, it's Yeah, we got a family thing, and so I can't play it, but, like, man, it's going to be fun. And, like, that Marek Madness was really fun, even though Andrew Feist sucked out on me first round. Nuts. <laughs> well, no you figure, but, so last time I think we got, like, 25 people in our Heads Up event. Yeah. Uh, this time, I assume we'll get a few more than that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe let's say we get fifty people. You got to figure your odds of actually winning it are like one in a thousand. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> I just want to be. I'm not sure you have a statistically better uh, advantage if you were to play it or not to actually become the winner. Savage. So savage. This guy is known as the nicest guy at poker. I think everybody except me. So I'm just hoping I get an invite from Rec Madness. Like I'm hoping like yeah. whoever the powers are that just select like who are the who are the seven people that get to be in that eight person bracket. I just want to be one of them and I want to get like the automatic in because I'm not going to earn my way in. And then I can yeah. be the first round buy for whoever whoever happens to get the bracket with me. Yeah, you should talk to someone on the Rec Poker leadership team, Steve. See if uh, John can do something. I I prefer this. Like, this is for you you wizards that can figure out who's this eight-person bracket. Whether I'm in or not, I don't know. But it's my only chance of getting in is if I'm selected as a one of the three. I have a feeling that we'll find a way to make sure you're there after I do want. Other people have easy games. It'll be, like, it'll be like real March Madness where like there's the six team, 65 and 66. I'll be like, I'll be with nine and 10 or whatever to get in. Whatever that is, whatever that is. Oh my God. It's so much fun. It, it's just so much fun. Oh my God. You guys God. cracked me yeah, up. So the winner of this thing gets into the Marek Madness, which is, which is a big deal in the spring. So uh, that'll be really fun. And we're going to hopefully we can get some more prizes from some folks too to kind of beef that up a little bit. Man, I, I'm gonna lose my stuff when I meet you guys for real in Las Vegas because you guys crack me up like it's my like it's your job over Zoom. <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna survive this kind of chicanery and tomfoolery down you, there. This guy is this guy is absolutely hilarious. I spent a yeah. six hour car ride down and yeah. a six hour car ride back, with him, <laughs> and I had Lyme's disease on the way back, and I was like, <laughs> horrible, and I was throwing my sandwich out the window, and I probably was the biggest. <laughs> The biggest ass to be with, but he was just so much fun. I mean, so yeah, you'll it's a treat to meet Somsky. So whoever mm. gets a chance to, 
Uh, you'll enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> well, another reason to be excited about the September 18th uh, is that it's the first time that Sky Matsuhashi is going to be joining me as co-host uh, for our new series of study groups that we're doing together. So starting in September, in fact, by the time you hear this, you can go and download. Uh, if you go to rec.poker, go to the content archive. If you're a premium member, you can watch a longer video series uh, as part of your premium membership at Rec Poker that normally would be behind the paywall of Sky's membership site. Uh, this training site, the Poker Forge. So every month he's going to be releasing a longer uh, training video just for Rec Poker members. And then on the third Saturday of every month, uh, he and I are going to host a little Q&A study group where any Rec Poker members can come and talk to Sky himself and ask him questions about how to use Poker Tracker, playing six Mac cash, uh, playing online. And really what he's best at is active study and making us accountable to our studies, which is something that Rec Poker is all about. So I'm really excited for that. September 18th, Circle that. Don't be late. We're going to have some fun. And Jim, that would be that study group, if I'm correct, is at noon central time. That's right. And you know what is conveniently right after that at <laughs> 1 tell, p.m. Tell central me, John. time? That is the heads up tournament. No way. Like so, like the study group ends and then you can just play in the heads up exactly, tournament right after? Exactly. Hey, Whoever John, works the schedule here it? knows what they're doing. Somebody yeah. knows what they're doing. Hey, hey John, on the, on the heads up thing, just to clarify, I'm not able to play it. But for those that want to play it, they have to be registered before one o'clock, right? There's there Correct. is no late entry to that thing, right? Correct. There is no late registration because it's a shootout format. It really would make it yeah. much more difficult logistically to allow late registration so, so when, be sure when, you sign up beforehand the tournament's yeah, be already been created you can register now i'm already registered oh, already for it so uh you can register now and go from there sweet okay so register now if you're going to play it uh you know if, you, if you're not going to play it if you find out try to remember to go out and unregister just so we don't have all these buys and stuff uh that would be ideal because it's sort of this the problem with having it open early is we have all these buys and it's kind of a pain some people even got like two buys i think but if you want to err on the side of being safe, uh, get out there and register now. So that's fantastic. And Jim and Sky, like Jim's a kid in the candy store with this thing. So uh, between <laughs> you and Sky, that's going to be a pretty lit uh, study session. I would yeah, say. if you guys think I know about poker tracker and HUDs and frequencies and that sort of thing, the, uh, he's the guy that I email for help every once in a while. So that's you're in for a treat. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're way over time, but maybe this is we're not. Maybe this is what it is. What it is. But a good conversation. Great stuff happening in the community. Yeah. Is there anything that you guys are aware of that with the seminars? Because I know Chris Jones couldn't be on tonight. Uh, anything that with Taylor? Taylor's twitching every week. Twitch.tv slash Rec Poker. What do, What do we need to tell people about these two things? You know, we do have a couple of things, Steve. Go, how do we, we're going to, oh my God, we, well, need, we, we need more podcasts. Like we need more podcasts. <laughs> so we've had a few new exciting additions to the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, so yes. uh, Kev Math has joined the Wrecking Crew. He's, he's, he, if you go to rec.poker slash KevMath, uh, you can go and learn all about what he's getting up to, subscribe to his sub stack. He's going to be posting in our forums a little more. Uh, he's already understood that that you know re engaging with rec recreational poker players is a big part of how we make the game better for everybody. So I'm super excited to be yeah. uh, welcoming Kevin Mathers to the Wrecking Crew. And I'm also super excited to be welcoming a guy named Dara Kearney to the Wrecking Crew. Um, that's right. Dara is taking a step up. 
Doke himself. So if you want to go to rec.poker slash Doke, you can learn all about Dara. You can get some uh, links to some of his books and his courses. He's, he's done a couple webinars that I've really enjoyed. Um, we're going to try and get a couple discount codes for some of that stuff. Um, and yeah, you can talk to him in the forums. His, his username is at Doke here at rec.poker. And he's also going to be working with us every month um, in our monthly seminar. Uh, so what happens is Chris runs this program where we all play a bunch of hands uh, together. We record the action. Uh, if you've if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's amazing. It's on Poker Now, the the uh, mm-hmm. uh, platform, and we give Dara a hand that our two premium members have played against each other, and he breaks it down oh, awesome. at a professional level. He does he does a 20 minute video breaking down this hand last <laughs> month like, between these two players. Thing. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, so and and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we've also got uh, Eric Jin is officially yes. on the wrecking crew now um keith brandt monkey system is on the wrecking crew uh the wrecking crew is 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 growing we're we're, grow- we're yeah. gaining numbers and we're getting more powerful every week uh and it, it's amazing everyone's got their own little thing that they do there and so that's yeah. the thing i'm so excited about yeah it makes it it's, it's so good it makes it harder and harder to figure out who's gonna win the first world series of poker braces like <laughs> like seriously like like eric and keith are like beasts like yes you know yes. I, I used to think i know poker now i like i'm the dumbest person in the room which is good. <laughs> i love it no i love it like i am absolutely the dumbest person in the room and every time somebody new comes in i like i feel dumber and dumber but it's a good <laughs> thing it's why i do these ones like hey man how's, how's it going and you guys are like breaking stuff down because eric jen and keith brandt like seriously like legit people and legit players. And yes. so I don't know what their plans are for the Wrecking Crew, but part of the Wrecking Crew model is to create a platform uh, for people to kind of spread their knowledge and kind of build influence and maybe get do some poker coaching and that sort of stuff. I would endorse both of those guys. If they're interested in doing poker coaching, do it with these guys. I mean, Jim yeah. is great. John's great. Everybody's great. But these are two more options uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, we'll make sure we get on the podcast to introduce them so that people know, because you're always kind of looking for that person that you jive with or whatever. But uh, man, these guys are very, very knowledgeable, can really teach the game both to beginners and intermediate and advanced people. So uh, more options for you if you're out there going, I want to learn the game. I think I could use some coaching. Go to Poker. go to the Wrecking Crew. We got all kinds of people that offer coaching. Find somebody that you think is a good fit for you. Try them mm-hmm. out and get your own coach at a very reasonable price. And I tell you what, uh, you're not going to be disappointed in any of these options. So great stuff. Yeah. Eric, Keith, obviously Kevin and Dara, fantastic ads to the wrecking crew. It's a powerful force, man. You know, (laughs) I I always thought that Dara was a good up and comer, a good kid in the game. And it's (laughs) nice to know that he's finally arrived. (laughs) And, you know, he's at the top now. He's legitimate now. He's made it. He's made it. He's made it as the wrecking crew. We we call that social proof in the business. He now has some, you know, know, he's got books and stuff. He's had podcasts, but now the wrecking crew, he's now got social proof that he's, he knows what he's talking about. It really legitimizes him. It does. (laughs) I think this might put him on the map. This might put him on the map. Dara, you're welcome. <laughs> Whatever we can do to help. All right, guys. Anything else uh, for the good of the order? Twitch, Taylor, Taylor, twitch.tv slash recfolker every Thursday night. He does some bonus stuff too. Uh, he's going to be streaming on this September 25th thing when we're out in Hudson at the house. He's going to be out there with his stuff streaming. We're going to all be in the room together. So we get to hear what he's thinking too, uh, <laughs> which is going to be really fun. But it's just going to be a blast. But yeah, uh, log into the rec poker so you can follow it and then you can also subscribe. Um, if you really want, if you want to support Rec Poker a little bit financially too, if you have 
Amazon Prime, yep. you can actually link that and become a subscriber to the Twitch channel. And it gives like two or three bucks a month to uh, the Rec Poker Twitch channel. So if you're not for using free. it already, just to be free. clear, it, it doesn't cost you anything. anything. It takes uh, Jeff Bezos's pocket and puts it in. <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff's paying us three bucks a month or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. if you haven't linked it already, do that. There's a few steps, but I was able to figure it out with instructions. So that's impressive. Uh, that means you probably can too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? Anything else? We better start wrapping this thing up. Yeah, premium members can join me for a recording of the forums episode after this if they like. And every week on Monday night, Troy and Kevin and Kim hung on here till the very. I know they 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 want to see. They're the endurance people there too. Way to go! It's fun to have you guys on there for sure. But uh, check out Rec.Poker for everything. Sign up for the Twerp newsletter this week in Rec Poker, Uh, the podcast. We'd love to have you subscribe it if you're listening. Man, rate it and review it. That helps us a ton. If you ever go to the YouTube channel Rec Poker, we'd love to have you subscribe out there. Comment out there, uh, all that kind of stuff. But first of all, thank you to our guests for Matt Savage. Uh, thanks, John and Jim, for being here. Thanks to all of the premium members that were in the chat. That was fantastic stuff. Running Aces Casino Racetrack and Hotel, website AMP. Love you guys. Thanks for everything. I will chat next week.